Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call Clue Rules, written and produced by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Strong language, mature scenes, and mature themes are present in this recording. This actual play is part of the Your Scenario, Your Actual Play series for the Miskatonic Repository and Johnstown Compendium. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. It's me, Miranda, and today I'm bringing you the next installment in our Your Scenario, Your Actual Play series, Haze by Hector Gamis. At the top of the show, as always, I want to thank our listeners. Without further ado, my two players today for this scenario. To my right. Hi, I'm your friend Nate. I'm playing Adrian Malone, a sports journalist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And to my left. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm going to be playing Evelyn Winston, an investigative journalist for that self-same newspaper. And it is Sunday, June 20th, 2010. This is a modern day Call of Cthulhu scenario. And we find our investigators. It's about 1035 in the morning at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The editor-in-chief, your boss of Atlanta's leading newspaper, has called you into her office. Her name's Ashley Miller. You are pretty sure she lives in her office. You've never seen her anywhere else. Uh, night or day, she is pretty much always there. And when you come in, she is smoking and striding nervously side to side in her office. Um, uh, why don't you do, you can come in and uh, have a seat. Cigarette, smoke, either of you? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, 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 I'll have a smoke. Oh, okay. She'll just hand you a cigarette and light it for you. Adrian? No, Miss Miller, you know I don't smoke. In fact, I don't think we're supposed to smoke. I, I have certain privileges around here. Uh, what you call us in for, boss? Well, okay. I know that this isn't necessarily always your gig, Adrian, but I mean, I need it's, it's kind of a favor. I need you two to look into something for me. Together? Me and, Ev- me and Evelyn? Yeah, I mean, you're... Uh, I don't think you guys have anything on the books right now. Uh, we're just kind of wrapping up. So I, I figured you could just pop pop by and take take a look at it. There was this kid. He's like, 20, he's 24. They found him dead in his room this morning. His mom found him. Apparently it was a suicide, but I uh, something doesn't feel right about it. Uh, who's the investigating officer? Well, uh, the officer in charge is Sergeant Sarah Wilson. She's a personal friend of mine. She's kind of the one that tipped us off. It, it looks kind of weird. I'm just saying maybe you guys could take a, take a look at it. Uh, the kid's name's Zach Middleton. Uh, we know anything about this kid, though? We got any uh, any information already? Uh, not really. I mean, he lives with his parents and his sister in Brookhaven. You know that that's a residential neighborhood just kind of northeast of the city. It's like a 15-minute drive. I think they took his body to the Northside Hospital to be examined. Uh, what's the family situation, uh... Ma, pa, brothers, sisters, uh, got any of that? Oh, just uh, parents and the younger sister. Okay. Evelyn's going to be sort of scribbling down notes. Uh, well, um, yeah, sure, we can uh, we can get over there right away. What do you say, Adrian? You want to do a real uh, real story for a change? Yeah, I don't understand. Does this, does this kid have some attachment to any of the teams? I mean, he's Braves, Falcons, Hawks... Uh... 
you know, a relief on the Savannah bananas? Like, what's... I don't understand, Miss Miller. Nah, not that I know of. You know, it's it. Like I said, it, I think I felt like you have probably had some downtime on your hands, and uh, maybe you could could help out. Maybe this will uh, break you into real news, Adrian. Well, I mean, sports is real news, Miss Miller. We've we've, we've we've talked about. I mean, there's a there's a real value I, I, I play here. Yeah, sure, sure it is. Hey, who who who's who's keeping this place afloat? I mean, sports is what sells the papers. I mean. Sure, the words that you're putting out there, Evelyn, might be interesting, but people people care about what's going on with the teams, not... Yeah, they read the sports like they read the funnies, you know? Hey, as long as people are reading it. As long as people are reading it, right? No one's reading your stuff, but everyone's reading my stuff. Hey, hey, what do you mean nobody's reading my... How do you know nobody's reading my stuff? Huh? You see, you, you sit with your... Looking over people's shoulders while they're reading the paper? No, I know, because the letters that we get is always complaints of... Well... That's neither here nor there. The letters we get is is, is mostly about the sports. A- Adrian, Adrian, consider this. Consider this. Your next step, you're not reporting what happened at the game. Investigative sports journalist. Right now, sports journalist, you need to work on the investigative part. That's real news. That don't make no sense to me, but... Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the boss, boss. So uh, let's, let's go, Ev. Um, well, I guess I'll follow your lead. I don't know, really what to do here. Yeah, sure, sure. You stick with me and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. She'll write down the address to Zach's family's home for you. Yeah, okay, Adrian, you got the, you got transport? Yeah, I can drive. And I'll put on a little uh, Georgia Bulldogs football team hat and I will lead Evelyn down to my silver 2001 Honda Civic. So you head out to Brookhaven. Brookhaven's a residential area with wide streets, large houses, perfectly manicured front lawns and backyards. There's not a lot of traffic. The whole area kind of exudes American middle class. Uh, The Middleton's house is in the middle of one of these blocks. And when you pull up, you notice kind of an odd, uncomfortable hustle and bustle. On the sidewalk, there's some neighbors that seem to be kind of looking at the house and pointing and whispering up and down the street and leaning out of the front door of the house, there are two young girls. They look to be kind of like early 20s, and the they kind of one of them is waving, and two older people, you would maybe assume the parents are leaving in a car. So uh looks like we're we've missed the parents. Well, I don't I don't know if it's right for us to go talk to them kids. Well, you know, that are kids. Listen, um there, is there any sign of the, the police around still, or is it just there is a police car outside of the house. Listen, you wanna you wanna canvas the the neighbors here, see you know, see if you can uh, get some general vibe about uh, the family, the boy, you know, what uh, what kind of people they are. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go and uh, I'll I'll go and talk to the cops. Sounds good. I'll start on the left and just knock on the doors of the, of the immediate neighbors uh, on the left, right, and across the street. Are there people, quite a lot of people gathered around on the pavement now, or is it just sort of a couple? It's a couple of houses across the street that people are kind of standing outside or standing on their porch, kind of looking and whispering in. Oh, I'll head to them first. Yeah, love some looky-loos. And I'll just head towards the, um, uh, if there's nobody in the police car, I'll just head towards the house and look for the police. There is a police, there is someone, there's a police officer in the police car. He's typing away on his 
uh, computer probably filling out a report. But we'll jump with Adrian first. So Adrian, you walk up to the first like set of people kind of that you find on the, the opposite side of the road and they kind of hush up when they kind of see you uh, coming up the drive. Hi, hi. Um, I'm Adrian Malone. I'm with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I was just going to try and, and, and find out a little bit about the young man across the street. Oh, the the newspaper? Oh, okay. All right. This mm-hmm. is going to make the news. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think anyone saw it coming. They, uh, they're they're a, a, a nice family. Just last winter when, when I was I was sick and and my husband had broken his leg. They they came over and shoveled the drive for us. You know, nothing nothing really seemed amiss. It's uh, it's a shame that this would happen to them. And so, you knew you knew Zach in person. Is there any uh, anything that stood out about him about Mr. Middleton? Anything uh, that you, anything nice that I might put, be able to put into a story here? Oh yeah, I mean he was a he was a real nice young man. I mean. Um, it snuck out from time to time, maybe got into a little bit of trouble, but we never had any, any issues with him at all. Um, it worried his parents sick a few times, you know, when he was a little younger going out and being out all night, but he's, you know, he did good. He was about to graduate, you know, from, from college. And I don't, I don't see any reason why he'd, he'd do this. He, he didn't have any, any reason to. And, and he always seemed like a, like a happy, easygoing kid. Oh, that's terrible. The family must be tore up. Yeah, I saw his parents just left it. Um, our, our daughter's actually over there uh, right now with, with, the, with the niece. That's his sister. So you didn't see any sign that anything might be wrong. Uh, he might be going through anything that would cause him to take this dramatic step. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. No, I mean, I don't, I don't. He had everything to live for. I think. I mean, I think I even heard that he was talking about going on some trip to Europe. He was planning a trip, huh? He, did, do you know if he worked? Did he have a job? Um, did he have a job? Uh, you know, I don't. He's kind of jumped jobs a few times. Last time I knew, he was he was I think serving at a, serving tables at a bar or something. But I'm not not off the top of my head. That's got to be quite a shock for the family to have a young man planning a trip like that and to do this. Can I roll uh, psychology? See if there's anything else going on here. Yeah, go for it. Roll a forty-two, and then my psychology is forty. All right, I'm gonna forty-two. I'm gonna spend two luck to make that a normal success. They seem genuinely shocked that this would happen on their street and to this family. Well, thank you so much for your time and talking about this terrible event. Uh, is there anyone else on the street that, in particular, maybe Zach was close with or might know the family that you suggest I talk to? Um, not really, but um, his sister Denise is really good friends with our daughter. Maggie, she's actually, she's over there right now. Um, I guess I could, I don't want to interrupt. I mean, their parents just left, so she's, I think she's over there taking care of Denise. But, I mean, we can have her call you, or do you have a card when she gets back, or? Oh, absolutely. And we might run into her at the house, too. I think we're going to try and talk to some of the family. But I'll, I'll hand over my business card. It's a sports journalist. It has all the little logos of all the Atlanta sports teams. It says "Go Braves" and uh, across the top in in, in script. Uh, sports. Okay. Uh, thanks. We'll 
Yeah, I'll, well, I'll let her know that you stopped by. Thank you so much. And Evelyn, um, you kind of stride up uh, near this police car and you can see an officer inside filling out a report. Morning, uh, officer. Uh, and I'll try and see what the name on his badge is, assuming officers have their names on badges. It is uh, Officer Bilek. Uh, officer Bilek, uh, how are you this morning? Oh, uh... Well, uh, been better. Uh, you never get used to seeing this. Uh, can I help you, ma'am? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm looking for uh, Officer Wilson. I understand she, uh, she's uh, heading up the uh, the situation here. Oh, uh, yeah. She's not. She left. There's. I mean, I'm just filling out the report here. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, there's not really much to investigate here. It's a suicide. So. Yeah, yeah. What can you tell me about it? Uh, sorry, I'm. Uh, I'm with the uh, Atlanta Journal Constitution. Oh, newspaper people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just like I said. Um, it's it's just a suicide. Cause of death. Suicide. Yeah, that's it. Just one more. No, but um, what 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 are we talking? Hanging knife pills? What? You know, I'm not really supposed to talk about stuff like this with the media uh yeah i mean i understand that i understand that but i've got a responsibility here you know i've got a responsibility to the uh the people of atlanta to the readership of the journal constitution uh and uh you know if i go back to my boss and uh, i tell her that i I ain't got a story for her because uh there's no information to be had then uh you know uh, doesn't look so good for me doesn't look so good for the paper doesn't look uh, so good for anyone it looks great for the police department, though, because I wasn't the one that blabbed about what was going on here. So it really looks great for me, though. Oh, right. Okay. Well, um, you know, they don't pay us enough to do these, to deal with all these suicides all the time. And- I understand, officer. And, you know, um, uh, I'll, I'll be sure and pass on uh, your uh, your responsibility and, uh, you know, your the, the seriousness with which you uh, take your position to... Uh, to Officer Wilson, uh, who, who I don't know if I mentioned, is a very good friend of uh, my uh, my boss, uh, the uh, chief editor of the of the, uh, of the Journal Constitution. Um, so I, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that they'd be uh, impressed, very impressed by uh, how professional you're being about the whole situation. Oh yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Uh, why don't you give me a social skills roll, Mike? Can I roll a uh, charm? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is a fail, but I'm prepared to push it. Okay. So I think I'll kind of um, I'll, I'll lean in a little bit closer, maybe sort of put my arm on the uh, the open um, window of the of the car, just say uh, say, officer, you know, I um, mean, you know, I understand you have a job to do here, and uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to get in the in the way of that, but uh, well. Um, it's uh, it's my job too, you know, and uh, I, I've got a responsibility, like I say, and uh, and I'll just kind of gently put my my hand on his on his shoulder in a sort of an affectionate manner, and uh, you know, I'd be awful grateful if uh, if you could help me out here, and so I got something to take back to my boss. I, I'd really, uh, you know, I'd be uh, uh, I'd be very grateful indeed. No, no, that's a failure. He kind of takes your hand off of his shoulder with his hand and places it 
back down, kind of maybe on the windowsill of his car. Look, lady, I don't know what you're trying. I'm not trying to get in trouble here. It'd probably be best if you just uh, scrammed. I don't want any dealings with the newspaper. Um, I know you say you know my boss or whatever, but uh, I, I, I ain't falling for it. I ain't getting in trouble for this, just a suicide or whatever, giving you information that I'm not supposed to give you. Okay, sure, officer. Well, um, I, I appreciate all your help. Um, and I'm kind of writing down in my uh, little notebook. How is it you spell your uh, your name again? Uh, just like it sounds, B-Y-E-L-I-C-K. You can put in there that he didn't say anything. I'll be sure to do that, officer. I'll be sure to do that. I'm, uh, I'm just going to go and uh, speak to uh, my associate over here. You have a you have a nice day. Yeah, you too, ma'am. And I'll kind of move move off. I'd imagine it took you guys about the same amount of time to have these two conversations, and so you split up and have your conversations, and then uh, finish up at about the same time. Hey, Evelyn, I found out tons of great information from the neighbors across the street. They were very forthcoming. How uh, was your conversation with the police officer? Well, the police are being the police. You know how it is. We're going to have to take this thing indoors and speak to the uh, family, the victim, I think, and maybe take a look around the place if we can. Uh, that's uh, that's the way it goes. I thought this was your, your specialty. You would have gotten everything you needed out of the police. You, I thought that's what investigative journalists did. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a, you got the wrong idea about the whole situation here. Uh, police have got a, well, you know, they're not supposed to spill information, and some of them can be persuaded, some of them can be bribed, if you're that sort of a person. But uh, some of them are just gotta stick up their ass, and I think we got one of the latter here. So uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take it to the family. You two aren't getting coffee after. You know, I, I saw you, I saw your little lean in. Mm, that's a shame. That's a shame. You know, it happens. It sounds like Zach's sister, Denise, has a friend over. And those are the two, I think, that we saw waving out front. So we might have a might have an in with with that conversation. Zach got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or anything? Doesn't sound like it, but I'll tell you what was weird. He, according to the neighbors across the street, he was planning a trip. And that hmm. seems weird to me for someone who, who takes their own life. Yeah, why would you... Uh, well, well... Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe something uh, came out of the blue that uh, that caused this. Uh, you get any uh, any more information about the family? Whether you know happy family? Any uh, arguments? Uh, any trouble? Uh, I mean, you know how neighbors are. I mean, they seem to know each other a little bit, but they weren't super close. But from everything they said, no fighting. They seemed pretty happy. It sounds like uh, Zach might have been a little bit of a uh, normal kid. When he was in high school, uh, he was about to graduate. This kid seemed to have everything lined up and going for him. Well, still waters run deep, you know. You never can tell. You can't always judge a book by its cover. You got you got any more of those? Oh, I got a whole... Uh, I got as many of those as you got hats. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Evelyn. Come on, let's, um, let's see if we can get a... Uh, get a word with those two girls. See if we can find out any more information from them. See, uh, see if they know something that maybe their neighbors don't know. Yeah. So I guess we'll try and see if we can get get some access to the house. Just walk up to the front. Are you just going to walk up to the front door? Right? Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm going to. I'm heading. I'm just heading right to the front door unless you stop me. But so you stride up to the door, knock, 
a younger girl, I mean, early 20s, uh, answers the door. She looks kind of a little bit tired and, and one shoulder of her shirt is like wet and kind of um, like crumpled up as if someone has been crying on her uh, shoulder. And she kind of opens the door really fast and is like, what? What is it? And you hear from the living room sobbing and 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 who the hell is coming over at a time like this? Mama, I'm, I'm real sorry to bother you. I know this must be a very difficult time for you. Um, I was just wondering, uh, would it be possible to speak with uh, Miss uh, Denise uh, Middleton? She's not up for visitors right now. Oh, this will only take uh, two two minutes. Just honestly, two minutes. Two minutes of your time, and then we'll be uh, we'll be right out of your hair. Um, as I say, I'm, I can fully appreciate this. This must be a very very difficult time for you. I mean, you guys couldn't wait. I don't know. They just took the body away. You couldn't wait. I don't know. Half an hour, an hour before you come by. Well, you know, we can come back a little bit later on if that uh, if that would be more uh, more suitable for you. Uh, but I know, as uh, as a mother myself, I, I know uh, I know how hard it is. You know how much one cares for one's uh, one's family, one's close ones, one near, one's near and dear ones. And you know, I just wanted to express my uh, my deep uh, heartfelt sympathy for your situation here and that, and uh, of, uh, of poor Zach's sister and, and 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 his mom, Pa, of course. I mean, I uh, I I guess you can come. You said what? Did you say you're what journalists or what? What are you doing? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. We represent the Atlanta Journal Constitution, so we're not looking to, uh, you know, we're not looking to drag you through the dirt or, you know, uh, and make any kind of big headline, uh, splashy news and nothing like that. You know, this is all going to be very respectful. You know, um, as I mentioned to the officer out there, we have a responsibility to uh, to the people of the city. Um, to make sure that uh, everyone is is informed of important uh, events that occur in Atlanta. So, uh, as I say, we just want to get a, the background. We just want to get us a, a little bit of a detail on exactly what happened, and uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, you know, maybe we can help a little. So it's good to get these things uh, out, you know. Well, it's you are you're welcome to try. And she kind of swings the door open and holds her arm out to kind of direct you into the sitting room and as you walk in um, there's kind of a small table near the door where kind of everyone throws their keys in the mail and all of that stuff and there's a photograph of the family and you can see Zach there smiling and hugging his his mom he was uh, he's a good looking kid kind of tussled light brown hair and blue eyes and he looks happy in the picture and he's just like maybe a couple of years older Two, two or three years older than the girl that's answered the door, am I thinking? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I think um, uh, just as we go in, I say thank you, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Maggie, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I didn't tell you. How'd you know my name? Oh, um, my uh, my associate here, um, just kind of indicator, and he's, uh, he's spoken to a, a couple of the neighbors just to. Yeah, I talked to your parents. Were you, were you close to Zach yourself? Um, not. Uh, really, but uh, I mean, kind of. I guess Denise is my best friend. I see. I, I, I see. And as she's saying that, she's kind of moving towards the living room as Denise is sobbing with her head in her hands. And Can I make a psychology roll as I as as as, as we do, just to see if if maybe 
there is a relationship between her and Zack that she's just sort of not wanting to talk about, brushing off. Yeah, you can if you want. Uh, yeah, that's a success. She doesn't really... I mean, she knew the family well, and when they were younger, she probably hung out with Zach as much as she hung out with Denise. The whole, the, like, the two families were pretty close. So you kind of get that feeling, but nothing um, like romantic between, between the two. So as as we head down, I'll say, uh, Adrian, you want to you wanna field this one? See how you get on. And my eyes get really wide, and I'm looking at this sobbing, crying 20-year-old on the couch um yeah sure and i'll sit down and yeah denise uh maggie kind of sits next to denise and puts her arm around denise's shoulders to comfort her denise i'm so sorry and i'm so sorry to be here right after everything that's happened when i just i'm with the paper i'm with the atlanta journal constitution i just want to get a little bit of information, write some nice words about your brother, and get out of your hair. Uh, we were sitting down because something something about this as a, I'm sorry, something about this as a suicide maybe wasn't quite obvious to us. And I just wanted to get more information from you and, and see if there was anything else to this. Uh, your brother sounded, I just, I talked to Maggie's parents, your brother sounded like a great a great kid. It sounded like he was planning a trip, about to graduate college, had everything in front of him and just trying to understand. I'm so sorry, Denise, trying to understand what what's going on here. Yeah, uh, he yeah, he he was just graduating from uh college and him and his friends are, are they're planning on spending a year um a whole year abroad before he finds a job and settles down and it's just i just i've uh, dad found found him this morning in his bed he didn't come down for breakfast and dad went up to find just check on him thinking he overslept and, and he was on his floor and there's blood everywhere and i don't I just, I don't know how he could have, what could have happened. Did the police do any, when they came, did they do any investigation? Did they have, did it take a look at what was going on? No, no, they just said it was a suicide and that it happens all the time. But I don't, I don't understand how it could happen. How does someone cut their own throat to kill themselves? And how do they carve themselves up like that? And he was there. He was fine when he came home. He he used a knife to cut his own throat. That was how he committed this act. Yeah. Yes. And I just I don't understand how they could think that that's a suicide. But no one else was in there, and he had the knife. The go kind of move in and say was was there anything happening in his life recently were there any changes that he made any new friends or you know maybe was he acting any different in any way at all recently no he had the same two friends that he's always had and they were going to they were they were the ones that were gonna travel with. They were all gonna go to Europe. It was Josh and Brandon, and he, they went out last night to a concert. And he came he came home at, at I think it was two, and he's probably drunk because I heard him kind of hit the wall a little bit, and 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 
then after that, I just, I fell asleep and I didn't, I didn't hear anything else in his room's right next to my room and I, I should have heard something so that I could stop him. So he was okay before he went out? Uh, yesterday? Uh, yeah, he was, he's fine. He was fine. He's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, we, we didn't get along great. Cause I mean, but he's just a big brother, but he's not like he was depressed or anything. Can I ask, do you, do you happen to know what the concert was he went to last night? Um, I don't, I don't know. There's probably like a, a, a something up in his uh, room. I don't know, he goes to concerts all the time. Him and his, uh, him and his friends. That, that's that's kind of their thing. I don't, I don't remember the band name, but it's probably some indie rock band. That he, that's what he kind of listens to all the time. Is Josh and, and Brandon? Do they live uh, here around about this uh, this area? Are they local boys? Um, not super super close, but yeah. I mean, they went. To, they all went to school together and. And they went to college together, and they were going to go to Europe together. And but now they're not anymore. I guess. Um, listen, I'm, 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 I'm real sorry about this whole thing. I, like I was saying, to, I've got a boy myself, and you know, uh, he means the world to me. And if anything happened to him, I'd be, I'd be absolutely heartbroken. But so I guess you know, I, uh, I can see how how upset you are. You you and your brother were close, obviously. I can I can tell that. Yeah, I mean he's annoying sometimes, but it's one of those things where you get older and then you kind of get closer to your siblings. But I, I just I can't imagine that he. I can't believe he did this to us. And the dad had to find him this morning, and then she just kind of collapses into a sobbing mess. Listen, um, would you mind if if you said that um, we might find some uh, something that says what the concert uh, he went to was? W- would you mind if we took a, a quick look up in uh, up in his room? We, we won't touch anything at all. I promise. She kind of she's sob like just uncontrollably sobbing and kind of starting to hyperventilate a little bit. But she kind of nods her head and like Denise. Or not? Uh, she kind of nods her head, and Maggie kind of just points up the stairs to you guys. If you want to go check out the bedroom, I will leave as soon, quick as possible. I'm I'm uh, I'm just gonna see if I can see where the kitchen is, and I'm gonna pour a glass of water and bring it over to her, and give it to give it to Maggie to give to her. Yeah, that's yeah. The kitchen's kind of right off the living room, and she'll take it and kind of give little tiny sips of it to kind of try to calm down her breathing. And then when I'm kind of comfortable that the the two of them are, you know, uh, settled a little bit, I'll head out and join Adrian. And you'll find me leaning up against the hallway, almost hyperventilating a little bit myself, just sort of hunched a little bit. And I'll shake my head. And it's just, I mean, we're not close, Evelyn, so, but it just brings up, it brings up a lot of my own my own situation and I'm just gonna look you in the eye everyone just kind of kind of looks at you and just maybe a little bit uncomfortable with with the uh, um, kind of un- talking about your 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 own personal circumstances and says well you got to put yourself to one side you know this is journalism this is what journalism is it's different from writing about uh, sports ain't it <sighs> When I'm writing about sports, I'm putting myself right in the story. That's how I do it. Well, this ain't about us. This is, this is about the family, 
This is about the, the people that they love. I know exactly what's going through Denise's head right now, Evelyn, and I don't want to. Well, use that. Use that. You can write from what you know, you know? Anyway, let's let's take a look at this boy's room. Are you are, are you okay for this? Sounds like it's uh, going to be a mess up there. No, I'm better with this. I'm better with this than talking to that poor girl. Okay. And you head up to Zach's bedroom. When you open the door, you find what appears to be a pretty normal college kid's room. There's like a, a double bed, a desk with a laptop on it, stuff kind of strewn around a night table, probably remnants of when it was a kid's room that then transformed into this high schooler's room and now this young adult's room. So there's still kind of more like, like maybe some posters on the wall, um, obviously some Atlanta Braves uh, memorabilia hanging up on the wall. And... Um, yeah, it, it looks like a fairly normal, young, adult, male, college kid room, except for the huge, viscous puddle of half-dried blood on the floor. And as you walk in and see this, I'll have you both roll sand. I was kind of expecting this, but it's uh, it's never pleasant to see this sort of thing. Although I'm surprisingly all right with it. That's a hard sanity roll. Yeah, I've got a 24 under 40. So neither of you lose any sand. Uh, There are footprints kind of through the blood and around the room. It smells of metal. That metallic-y blood smell kind of fills the room. The bed's made, um, so it doesn't look like he slept in the bed, and nothing is particularly out of place or messy. Okay, so contrary to what I've told the sister and her friend, I'm going to immediately start going through the room. Um, looking in the bedside. I'm going to be very careful to avoid walking in the blood as much as I possibly can. But, you know, I'm going to look under the mattress, under the pillows, and bedside table, um, underneath, you know, all sorts of places where, you know, a a young man might might put things that he might not want other people to see. Well, it's 2010, so pornography is all on the computer and not under the mattress anymore. So that's one thing, at least. Why don't you roll me a spot hidden... Is there, a, is there a laptop here? There is a laptop, yes. Um, it is password protected kind of as you open it up. If you wanted, you could, either of you could do a computer use roll to see if you can get past that password. I'll take a, uh, I'll take a look around first before I start with a computer. I'm also looking to see if I can see uh, like a ticket stub or something from this concert that apparently was at. That is a big old fail for a spot hidden. Okay. But I'm more than happy to push that roll. I'll go for it. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I'll maybe take my jacket off, um, throw it onto the, the bed, and um, get down on my hands and knees, and uh, you know, kind of maybe move the bedside table uh, to one side. Look underneath the uh, the wardrobe, and, uh, see if I can see anything underneath the the bed itself. I might I might get blood on myself or something like that. <laughs> Or I might knock something over into the blood. Who knows? Who knows what might happen if I fail this roll? Which I have done. Evelyn, what are you doing? I'm looking for evidence. What do you think I'm doing? Looking for some sort of something to tell us why, why this kid took his life. Evelyn kind of slips on the blood, and and it's it's all over her hands now. And <sighs> I'm just kind of wipe wipe it on the underneath of the the, the bedspread. You said you weren't going to touch anything. Well, of course I said that. 
You're covered in the kid's blood now. It's all over your jacket. Shit. Ah, oh, god damn it. Ah. Right. You got a bag. You, you don't got a bag. Ah. In the car. Oh. In the car. I shake my head and seeing this, my uh, mentor obviously pursuing a, an, an agenda, I'm also going to um, start rifling through. I'm going to see if I can find maybe a password underneath the laptop or in the desk that the laptop is in, but it's over sort of that area. But I'm going to roll spot hidden. I've got a decent one. 52 under 60. I'm going to roll only two something twos today. You notice that uh, on on Zach's nightstand, there's a, a book that he seems to be reading and he's he shoved something in it as a bookmark. The book is A Study in Scarlet and the bookmark is there seems to be a flyer from a concert that took place on June 19th, which was last night. Evelyn, Evelyn, I think this is it. And I will start to hand it to her, but then seeing her bloody paw prints i'm just gonna hold it up for her to see bayou surfers have we have i heard of that no neither of you have ever have heard of the bayou surfers i doubt evelyn or adrian are into new small-time indie rock bands www.theloftatlanta.com um yeah i think uh 2010 i'm gonna have the internet on my phone and um, that's the first, that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to theloftatlanta.com it is a well-known concert venue in the city. Um, you know exactly where it is. You've maybe seen a show there before, went on a date there before, but it is, it's a pretty popular concert venue in the city. Not huge, but good for a small band that's touring. Okay, okay, well, um, just take a photograph of that a flyer with my phone. Let's see if um, there's anything on this computer that, uh, that can maybe give us an idea of what was going on with him, because there's clearly something he wasn't telling his sister. Evelyn, you good with computers? I'm a little less than half good at computers. Well, me too. <laughs> so between us, we're completely good at computers. I'll give it a shot. Okay, uh, try, uh, try, try, I don't know, try Bayou Surfers, maybe, password? Uh, maybe Europe. I was doing that trip. I did get a 30, which is under my 40. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you are able to somehow get past the password on this. Uh, you try it enough times and then it says, do you want a hint? And you click on that and uh, Zach had put in the hint what his actual password was for when he was drunk or a little high and forgot it. And so then- Evelyn, look at this. The password's Maggie. That was what I was going to suggest. Uh, yeah, something going on between him and her, even though she doesn't know it. So you uh, kind of start scrolling through his laptop and you find some open tabs for arrangements uh, for making a trip to Europe. You find he had just booked a flight to Paris on July 6th. He was like looking at different routes through different countries. He had tabs, he had so many tabs pulled up of different important museum websites and things like that. Um, you can find his Facebook page and it all looks pretty on the up and up the last picture that's on his facebook is a selfie that he had taken at the concert with josh and brandon okay so we know what josh and brandon look like his phone is also next to the laptop and it's unlocked if you wanted to look through that okay uh, yeah i guess if, if uh, adrian's looking through the laptop i'll uh, i'll see see what's on the phone see if there's any pictures or anything like that on it that maybe aren't on the laptop 
you should never scroll through us college boys pictures but there is whatsapp um now that you say that and you look through it and you can see the most recent conversation that he had with josh oh hey, hey, hey here we go what's that 3 a.m evelyn this doesn't make any sense this kid this kid this kid wasn't suicidal I know, so I'm just uh, reading it. Uh, I got a few, got a few gigs in Florida. I'm gonna see them again. Oh, you got a plane ticket? I got gone to bed. Drank too much. Yeah, it's like three o'clock in the morning. He says he's going to bed. What happened? What happened between three o'clock in the morning and the time he uh, he killed himself? Is there a window in here? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going to circle the blood pile, uh, but take a look at the window. See if it's unlocked. No, no, it's locked. Are there blood marks on the walls, on the ceilings? Is there splatter? I watched Dexter. Aside from kind of the footprints from people accidentally walking in some, and it, it's really just this big puddle on the floor. You know what else doesn't make sense, Evelyn? This puddle of blood. It's like you've seen this. You've to have this puddle, it means he would have cut himself, but then just stood there or lied there or like, look at you. You, you got a little bit of blood on your hand. You've got, you've got handprints and stuff like just from the things you touch. It's like he was a statue. None of this makes sense. I don't think this is right. I think that cop was lazy or something, but none of this is right. Hmm. I think maybe, uh, he was, he was being, a uh, he, he was, that cop was being more secretive than I'm used to, you know? It was like, uh, it was like they didn't want to investigate it, you know? We got to talk to these kids, friends. We got to maybe find out other people that went to the concert, see if anything else weird went down. Maybe got slipped a, dr uh, a drug. Maybe, maybe something spiked. Mushrooms, who knows? I mean, a kid accidentally takes the wrong thing and messes with them. Out of nowhere, he just, he what, he sits down, kneels down, and cuts his own throat and just lays there? <sighs> Something's not right about it. We gotta talk to these uh, friends of his, Josh and Brandon. See, uh, see, see if anything happened at the the concert, or they, he took anything at the concert. Or... Gonna grab Josh and Brandon's numbers off of the phone and get all that and yeah put it back put everything back where it was i think we gotta yeah i don't think there's anything else to do here let's we gotta go talk to these two friends of his and listen uh the other place um i don't know if uh you know if you want me to, to go myself or if you're okay to come along uh, other place we should go is the hospital what's at the hospital with the body yeah are they gonna let you see the bot no no i uh, just to talk to uh the doctor oh 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 okay yeah yeah i go with you uh, uh, that's fine that's fine i don't want to see the body but i'll go with you no 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 jeez no no i i mean i uh yeah okay let's uh let's wrap up here and uh you know we'll uh we'll keep moving maybe we uh pay a little visit to this uh this the loft as well so you wrap up things at at the Middleton residence. Um, you're planning on heading to the hospital, uh, potentially to speak to the like the coroner, 
And then maybe stopping at the loft on the way. You also have Josh and Brandon to contact. I will pull, if I can, I'll pull Maggie aside before we leave. And into maybe out of earshot of Denise. I'm just going to look at her. Say, look, you're you're good friends with Denise. Like yeah. Your best friends. Your best friends. I can tell you, personal experience, this is going to take a long time. Be patient with her. She is going to go through a lot. She's going to think it's her fault. She's going to think that she should have done something. She's going to think a lot of things. Just be patient with her. Don't expect her to be okay with this ever. Because I don't know if you ever get okay with it. You just change. So just, if you're going to be her good, her best friend, buckle in for a long haul. But she needs you. Oh, okay. Good luck. So I'm going to carry my jacket in such a way as to hide the bloodstains as much as I possibly can. And just uh, just before we... Uh, did we get the surnames of Josh and Brandon from, from the phone or the computer? Or have we, uh, have we only got their first names? Yeah, I can. we can say you got their surnames. We grabbed them off Facebook. Yeah, it just means... Exactly, yeah, yeah. It just means we can... Um, we can make make it easier to get their addresses if we want to go around mm-hmm. and speak to them. Do you want to call them first or do you just want to show up? You know, if you call someone, they know you're coming and they can prepare what they want to say to you. Sometimes if you just uh, turn up on their doorstep, uh, you catch them unawares, you get more information. Uh, what do you want to do first then? You, uh, you decide, I'll follow you. I'll drive to Josh or Brandon's, Josh or Brandon's house, whichever one. Josh, we'll, we'll, we'll drive to Josh's house first. Sounds good. Ask him about that uh, text chat they had at uh, 3 a.m. Exactly. Yeah. So you drive over to Josh's house and uh, Brandon is over there as well. And you, so you guys pull up, doors closed, you knock on the door. And one of the boys that you saw in the picture, so you would assume it was either Josh or Brandon, will answer the door. Hey, man, this isn't really the, the time for whatever you're selling or whatever. This is a bad time, man. If possible, on the way over, I'll have, um, I'll have said to Adrian, uh, you know, maybe uh, these boys are into sports. Maybe you can kind of establish some sort of rapport with them. You know, uh, they're more kind of maybe more kind of your age than my age. Uh, you know, see uh See if you can feel them out, you know, get some, something, if you can find something that you've maybe got in common, that's, uh, that's usually a good way to, uh, to, you know, get, uh, get them talking and get some, get information out of people. We already talked to police and stuff. I don't, I don't know what else you need. Talk to your you're, friends. Whatever. You're Josh, right? You're Josh. I'm, yeah. I'm Adrian. Okay. I'm, hey, okay. We're not police. We're not police. We're looking into, we're looking into what happened with Zach and trying to figure out, we don't think. We don't think what the police think is right, and we're trying to figure out what actually happened there. Doesn't yeah, make sense. we don't. It doesn't make sense to us either, man. Uh, come, come on in. Brandon's in the Brandon's in the kitchen. You were texting him. We we saw his phone. You were texting him last night or this morning, right? That was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. What? Sorry. What? You? Who are you? What are your names? Who are you? My name's Adrian. I'm with the Atlanta Journal Constitution, and this is Evelyn, and we're working together to try and get. A little bit more of a understanding of what happened here. We're trying to get the truth. Yeah, we're trying to get the truth. At first, we just wanted to report on this tragic story, but now that we've talked to, we talked to Denise, we talked to Maggie, we've looked around a little bit at, at, at Zach's room, and now I think there's something more here. I don't, 
I'm not buying. I'm not buying this suicide thing. Yeah, I mean, me neither, man. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And he's, he kind of leads you into the kitchen um, where Brandon is, and they have pictures of the three of them kind of splayed out on the table. They've been looking through old photos and stuff from when they were in elementary school and middle school and high school because they grew up together. It's We were just with him last night, man. Everything was fine. When you were texting with him back and forth, did that sound normal? Was that how he would normally talk to you? Yeah, I yeah, he was a little drunk. Uh we I mean we went to the concert. We we've, we've been planning this trip for a while, man, and I don't I don't know how this could have could have happened. Everything we spent all day together yesterday, man. Yeah, yeah. He bought tickets. He's got he's got all these plans. What what happened at the concert? Did anything was anything weird about the concert? You guys drink anything? You guys eat anything that <sighs> Well, I mean, yeah, different. we had we had drinks at the at the at the concert, but I mean, everything was was fine. We flirted, he flirted with some girls. We like listen. We listened to music. We were dancing. It was it was good. Uh, it was a good show. Like surprisingly, it was a great gig. Is I don't know. It might have been on. I it feels weird to say this. It it was pop, probably the best concert we've ever seen, and. We've seen Green Day and 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 we've been to a lot of concerts, man. And but they, it was it was great. Zach was Zach was fascinated. Like there was like he wasn't even blinking. Like, we had to shake him a little bit. He was into it, man. He loved that show. Can I make a psychology roll to see if um, this this guy's high on something or something like that? Because the way he's talking about this this concert it's like uh, this sounds like some pissy little you know no name band from the arse end of nowhere and they're talking about it like it's a pink floyd concert or something yeah go for it that's a failure it's i mean i don't know it i i barely heard this band before but it was it was it was pretty nuts man who are these uh what is it the bio surfers they're from new orleans yeah yeah, and Bayou Surfers, um, I don't know. We just, we've been going um, to a lot of shows. We just, we go to the loft all the time, so we thought we'd check them out. But they're this kind of indie rock band that we've heard a little bit, but this was nothing like we've ever heard from them before. They, I mean, they, you can tell they get inspiration from all over the place, man. It's, but it was, it was on another level last night. You said he was fascinated by this? Yeah, it was. Like- we at one yeah i like shook him a little bit because i was like maybe he couldn't hear me but i was like yelling at him like zach 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 and he was just i don't think he even blinked or anything and then after the show i mean we talked about how good it was we had another beer it's uh, we were gonna meet up today uh to talk more about the trip now i know that um sometimes uh kids at concerts they uh they record songs they like on their phones you got any of that did you do that oh um we didn't but people do that all the time if you i mean like if you go to their facebook page or their um like youtube people do that all the time but i mean we were just there to enjoy the show man sure sure yeah we'll uh, we'll have a look into that yeah so let me let me see if i can just get the sequence of events for yesterday clear in my head yeah you uh the three of you, you spent the day together, like uh, hanging out, talking about your trip abroad, your uh, 
Yeah, we were playing. We got this spot in Brandon's basement. We hang out at man. We were playing video games all like a, a good part of the day, man. And um, then after that, you uh, you all uh, went out to the bar, had a couple of drinks, went to the concert, had a few more drinks. Uh, you guys didn't take anything else, you know, just to just drink. I mean, we're not we are not the cops, you know. I I don't care. You could be doing whatever you like. It's nothing to me. Well, um, I mean. I, we smoked a little weed, but that's it. That's not a big deal, man. No one kills themselves over smoking sure, a little sure. weed. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. Yeah, no chance anyone put anything in Zach's drink? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, I don't think so. He said he was talking to some girls, you know. Um, anything, uh, yeah. anything more than talk, do you think? Uh, no, he just flirted with them a little bit. We all left the show together, and then we kind of split up and went our separate ways. But that was nothing, man. We were just there for the music, really. And uh, and then you were texting him later on, and then you know you went to bed, and, and that that was that until you heard the news the, this morning, yeah. Yeah, that was it, and then and then yeah, we got we got the call this morning because the police wanted to ask us some questions um, since we were the last ones that were with him. Do you remember if the police were interested in anything in particular? No, they just. I don't know. They seem to want to write it off as some sort of some sort of suicide or something, but I can't imagine Zach doing that. Uh, we think that the police are uh, maybe not uh, taking this as seriously as they should be, which is, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons that we're looking hard into this, you know, because not only have we got the the duty, the obligation to uh, to speak the truth of. Uh, what happens to the good citizens of this uh, of this city? But uh, you know, if uh, if the forces of uh, of law and order are uh, are maybe not working as hard as they should be in order to get to the bottom of a suspicious circumstance, then uh, you know we we have a an obligation to uh, to call that out. You know, because they are public servants after all. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. They there's. They ain't doing. They're not doing their due due diligence here with this, because this isn't a suicide. Zach would never. Zach would never do that. We're, yeah. Well, don't 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 you worry. We'll uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we're going to get the truth. And uh, thank you very much for your help. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and anytime if you need anything, just I guess let's just let you know where to find us. So if we go back to the car, I want to. Start Googling Bayou Surfers, concert, tour dates, see anything I can find out about them, their history. See, see if you can uh, find some uh, some footage of that concert last night. Uh, something weird about uh, the way Zach was behaving at the concert, just from what the his friends were saying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So you do some Google searching of the Bayou Surfers and find out that they're an alternative rock band from New Orleans three boys and a girl they're between the ages of 25 and 32 they formed about a year and a half ago you can't really find anything on them more than about a year and a half ago so there's a few awful videos of them on youtube recorded from the audience with really bad audio but the last few months the videos are way better looking way better sounding and it seems like they've uh made like a pretty big leap in their music they sound great honestly and their fans seem super enthusiastic they're on a tour right now that starts in the southeast uh or a tour in the southeast that starts and ends in new orleans 
And I'll send you guys a couple of handouts uh, here for that. And why don't you, can you roll me a, another spot hidden as well, Nate? 44, under 16. So there are two handouts. One is their tour dates. And you also spot something on their Facebook page that sticks out to you. Bayou Surfers, 1505, Whiskey Dicks, New Orleans. New Orleans, Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Nashville, Atlanta. So this is about the middle of their tour. They're heading over to Charlotte next, then Savannah, Jacksonville, Orlando. Back to New Orleans. Um, I'm going to text my son, and I'm going to ask him if he's ever heard of a band called the Bayou Surfers. It's going to be a difficult text, because I'm not even sure if he's going to answer. Okay. Why don't you roll me a luck roll? That's a failure. Yeah, he does not text you back. Okay. Uh, I'll leave it for a little bit. I'm not going to hassle him. But I am going to text him again and just kind of say, listen, I know this is coming out of the blue, but it's really important. And if you know anything about this band, please, can you let me know? So maybe I'll maybe give it an hour or something and then I'll send a second text and then hope hope that he responds at some point. Evelyn, look at this. You see this post here? What is that? Alex Williams, who's that? I don't know, but listen to this. Hey guys, just wanted to tell you that you're awesome. It's been a while since I don't listen to a band as cool as yours. I've been to your show in Jackson, Mississippi, and I want more of that. From the very first guitar riff you had me and I had no clue of the kind of music that you played, it was Katie, my friend who took me, and now I'm double thankful because your show was the last time I spent with her. And every time I listen to you, you'll remind me of her and good times we spent together. I love you, Katie. Rest in peace wherever you are. Let the music stay with you forever. P.S. Don't forget asking your dear ones how they're doing. They might be going through something very hard and not be able of telling anyone about it. This is important. Doesn't it, does it sound to you like Katie committed suicide? Well, I don't know if, uh, well, I don't know, but it sounds like she sounds like she's dead. Rest in peace. That P.S. Don't forget that. I, wonder if, I wonder if we can track this guy down. Yeah, we should, we, we should find out about this, uh, this girl, Katie. Where, what do we, what, what can we see about this, this guy, Alex Williams? Where, where's he from? Oh, Jackson, Mississippi. Well, he went to the show in Jackson, Mississippi, so I'd guess... Somewhere around. I'll click on him and see if in Facebook we can get any information on him. Jackson, that was uh, 29th of May they played Jackson. He's from near Jackson, Mississippi. And there are like a couple of posts on his Facebook page recently about like, you'll be missed, Katie. We'll always be remembering the good times. I want to try and pull up uh, Jackson um, newspapers from the 30th of May, or, you know, kind of give or take a couple of days, just to see if there's any reports of a young girl taking her own life or dying under tragic circumstances or anything like that. Yeah, it would be easy enough to Google Katie's name, because you have her full name from Facebook, Jackson, Mississippi, the date, and come up with a brief, like, report, maybe from a smaller newspaper, about a person that was found committed suicide in their home. As soon as we find that, I'm, I am searching through newspaper websites from New Orleans and uh, Memphis and Nashville on the days following the concerts there. 
I would say uh, you kind of do have to do some deeper digging. It's going to take you a while because these are larger newspapers and they're not going to cover all of these things. But if you start really digging into uh, different things on Facebook and, and stuff like that and more recent posts in the Biosurfers. If I can um, phone up any contacts I've got, because I used to live near New Orleans, so you know they might be. I might have a contact at the um, at the paper that I might be able to. So I'll spend a bit of time, you know, utilizing me my resources as an investigative journalist uh, in order to see if I could find out if there is any other similar um, suicides within a day or two of these these concerts and the, the 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 cities that they've happened in. Yeah, I mean there definitely are uh, reports in the newspaper for each of these after like the 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 night of one of these concerts the next day there's always some weird strange suicide that you can find either on facebook or in the newspaper or a police report because you can sometimes like the like sheriff's office if it's like out in a county will post things that happened recently on their like any calls that they went to so you take a while to do some digging and you are able to find out that, yes, in each of these places that this concert has been played, that someone commits suicide. Are there any details about the way they've committed suicide? Is there a pattern there? You can't really get that. There's not a lot of details in the reports of how they committed suicide. Well, Evelyn's tapping away next, I'm trying to get direct message to Alex Williams, friend request. I'm going to try and talk to this guy directly. I figure we're in, we're in the car sitting next to each other. We're just heads down over our phones. Tap, tap, tap. Uh, yeah, roll me a luck roll to see if Alex Williams uh, will respond to you. That's a success. What do, you, what do you write to Alex Williams? I write, Alex, this is Adrian from Atlanta looking into a young man who committed suicide after a Bayou Surfers concert, comma, the situation doesn't seem normal, comma, can we talk? And then I'll give him my actual phone number. Some time will pass, and at the same time, your phone will ring. Evelyn will also, her phone will also get a little message, a little bloop, bloop, bloop on it. And... You, you look at it and it's an it's an unknown number, but you're assuming it's Alex Williams, probably. Evelyn, yours is a text back from your son. And it just says, going to show in Jacksonville. And then, yeah, your phone rings, Adrian, you answer it, and it's Alex Williams. Hi, Alex. Oh, thank you for calling me back. Uh, yeah. Did you say you're looking into some suicides or something? Does this have to do with Katie? That's, I saw your message about Katie and then reading into it, it looks like she might have taken her own life. Yeah, we're looking into a, a kid over here in Atlanta, Zach Middleton. Uh, he went with his buddies to see Bayou Surfers last night at the show. Uh, he apparently took his own life, but nothing adds up about this. This kid was, he had a trip that he was planning. He was uh, all excited about graduating college. He had all sorts of plans with his friends. His friend spent the whole day. It just doesn't make any sense. And so when I saw your message, um, we're, just, we're just doing a little bit of research. I saw your message on Facebook. I thought maybe I can compare some notes. And I don't want to be 
I don't want to be blunt, but um, Zach appeared to commit suicide using a knife, and it just felt very... It didn't feel right at all. I, I hate to ask, but does that sound familiar to what happened with Kate, with your friend Katie? Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, she she did too. She, um, uh, They said she cut her own throat. Oh my God, that's what they said the Zach did too. Ugh. And was it, it sounded like it was a surprise. Katie, your PS, I'm just looking at the PS of the post. I mean, I don't, I, I hate to bring this back up, but they might be going through something very hard, not able to tell. That's what we're hearing about Zach. Like this is a total surprise. It doesn't make sense. No one knew, no one saw anything, which I know that you hear a lot in these situations, but this kid, it doesn't make any sense that this happened. Yeah, I mean, it was the same for Katie. I would have never in a million years thought that she'd be the type that would do this. But, um, I mean, she must have been hurting pretty bad. Um, When they found her, she was all cut up. Like, she had been cutting her self or something um like in her on her chest and what do you mean cutting her self on her chest like cutting marks into herself yeah like um well i don't know marks like i heard from a couple people that they said that when they found her she had cut this circle into her chest but it wasn't really a circle it was like different than that and uh but it was like a circular shape but then she cut her uh, throat. Wow. We didn't hear anything about that. Was Well, we didn't actually talk to anyone who saw the body, maybe. That's awful. I'm so sorry to bring this back up to Alex. Um, I appreciate... <laughs> Looks like my partner seems to have gotten a text, too, about this. I, I really appreciate your time. If we had any other... If I had any other questions... Um, or any, we find out anything more, would, would you be all right with me giving you a call back? Oh, yeah, man. Um, reach out okay. whenever you, if you need anything, I'm, I'm happy to help. If it can save someone else, like... Thank you so much. I'm going to hang up. Turns towards Evelyn. It's like people are killing themselves at every one of these concerts. Evelyn is faces white as a sheet. Um, and uh, she just kind of looks up from her, her phone's... My son is planning to go and see this band in a few days. I, 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 I got to stop him. And I'm going to message him back saying, please, I know this is a lot to ask. Please don't go. There's something going on with this band and it's not good. And I'm going to send that and then I'm going to phone his dad. Yeah, he does not respond back. Roll me a luck roll to see if dad picks up. Yes, finally a successful roll. What is it, Evelyn? Uh, listen, Robbie. Um, I, I got a, I got a massive f- favor to ask uh, you. Um, it's gonna sound left field, but uh, it's really, really important. Um, I, I, we're looking into something at the minute. Uh, me and me and uh, one of the other reporters on uh, on the the Journal Constitution. And uh, listen, I know Kendall's going to planning to go and see this band uh, called the. Um, the Bayou Surfers. I, I don't know if you know about it. You got, you got to, you got to, you got to make sure he doesn't go. Please, please. I know, I know. This is uh, there's something going on with this band. There's there's people dying who go to see this band. I, I just, I, I don't want to even. 
get anywhere near taking a chance that something's going to happen to Kendall. Listen, I know you and, you and I don't see the eye, eye to eye about just about anything anymore, but the one thing that I know we have in common that we both love is our son. And for for the love of God, please, please, please do not let him go to go to that concert, whatever you do. Evelyn, we're back on this controlling shit. This... Did you ever think that maybe this is why I left? And People maybe are this dying. Is why our kid Robbie, isn't listen to, to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying to you. What this to is, do and what not this, to this do. He's a listen. grown kid. Listen to what I'm saying. People are dying, Robbie. People are dying who go to this concert. I can I can send you the details of at least four kids who have died, who have killed themselves the day after they've seen this this band. Yeah, but our kid's not depressed or anything. He's fine. He's just no, gonna go see no, it's none the of these band. kids have been. It's been out of the blue. They've gone to see this band. They've they, they, they've uh, had a great time. They've had a great gig. They've come home and they've killed themselves. Please, I know this is sounds crazy. I know it's, but uh, I mean, if you love our son, do not let him go to this concert. I'm begging you. Why don't you roll me a persuasion, and I'll give you a bonus die on it. Ooh, that is a hard success. Look, Evelyn, you sound you sound really worked up about this. I'll I'll talk to him about it. I'll I'll see if maybe I can find something else for us to do. Okay. That that night, but this is this is ridiculous, Evelyn. But I'm for you. Look, I'll do it. I'll. I'll, I'll add, consider it a favor, I guess. Okay, th- listen, I I, I, I I appreciate it because I know I know he listens to you and he doesn't listen to me. And, and I know that if if you ask him not to go and, and you know, I, I've not told him all the all the details about it. I, I, I've messaged him. I've asked him not to go, but I've not told him all the details about it. So whatever you want to say to him, however you want to convince him, I'll leave that up to you. But just so long as I know he's safe, that's that's the important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evelyn, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And he just hangs up. As soon as Evelyn had gotten on the phone, I had started the car and I've been driving towards the hospital throughout that conversation. Evelyn just sort of stares at the phone for a, one, a minute or two after, after the call finishes. Did you stop him? I don't know. I hope so. And look, it's not everyone. I know, but how can I take the chance? You know, how could I live with myself? You're right. You're right. That's stupid. And much as his father and I don't see things the same way, and much as we can't stand the sight of each other, it would just it would it would destroy both of us if something happened to him. You know, and I wouldn't want that on on on, on anyone. I wouldn't want that on him, the shitbag that he is. Jacksonville's a few days away. We've got some time to figure this out. I know some ways to get a, can- a concert canceled in any venue that we can... Evelyn, we can make sure your kid isn't in this concert in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, we got, like, three days. But we got the f- we got the Fillmore tonight. We got the Saddlebags tomorrow. I mean, how'd you get on anyway talking to the uh, this guy, Alex? It's exact. It's the same story. His friend Katie, Zach, same story. But what this guy Alex mentioned, I'm, that's why I'm driving to this. Would you say it was Northside Hospital? Yeah. So I'm driving to Northside right now. He mentioned that this his friend Katie, this Katie, same thing with a knife, same thing cutting her own throat, but also had carved some sort of symbol in her body 
like some sort of circular kind of symbol. He hadn't seen it, so he couldn't really what? describe it. I don't know, but I'm oh, thinking if Jesus. we can, if we can talk to whoever in the hospital you want to talk to, and confirm there might be a connection there, that might be, that might be what we need to prove something larger is going on. He said it was like some sort of circular shape that that the kids had carved into him. Uh, like a circle of power or a pentagram or something. I I have no. He didn't use those words. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what those things would look like. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't didn't the girl Maggie was it was it Maggie or Denise? One of them anyway. When when they were talking about Alex, one of them said carved. He carved himself up. I thought they just mean you know it just he just cut him. But you think he did that as well? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And if if there's a if there's a picture of Katie's body somewhere, and if there's a picture of Zach's body, and there's a similar carving, someone's going to pay attention to that. That's not suicide. There's a connection. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, so my uh, my grandma was from out in the bayou, and she told a lot of a lot of tales, a lot of tales about uh, the kind of things that. I don't want to say voodoo, black magic, that, you know, because there's a lot of negative connotations around those kind of terms. But um, if uh, if there's some connection with that, then this is, and this is not something that the police are going to want to touch with a barge pole. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you why, right now, I would put money on that is why the officer in the, the scene, uh, Alex's house there, why he was so tight-lipped about the whole thing was because there's, there's something, it's not just suicide, it's something more to it and they don't want that to get out because that... You think he saw? You think he saw something... something... I'm, I, I mean, I've got, I got a five in a cult, so I don't know anything about it, but you think he saw something on the body and that's spooked him and that's why he wouldn't pursue it? Either he did or he was told to keep his mouth shut by uh, by his superior officer, Miss, well, what is it, Officer Wilson? God, that's horrible. That's horrible. They're, they're just they're just giving up their whole responsibility. Well, yeah. Like I say, you know, these kind of things they don't want them to get out. They probably reckon there was some ritualistic kind of connection to it, and they don't want that to become public knowledge because that'll get all the crazies out the woodworks. Excuse the term. <sighs> Well, Evelyn, if we can't call the cops and the cops aren't going to solve this whole thing for us, we're going to have to do it ourselves. We can't let, I can't, I can't let more kids do this to themselves if I could do something to stop it. I mean, I, I hope to God that his, his dad can stop him from going to that concert, but my boy's 18 years old. If he wants to go, he's going to go. And, you know, you know how it is with kids. If you, you tell them not to do something, that's the thing they're going to go out and do right away just to piss you off, just to uh, you know assert their independence. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, if I, I tell you something, though. If it comes to it, I will, I will drive down to New Orleans and I will, or to Jacksonville, and I will, I will grab him by the scruff of the neck and I will drag him out of that goddamn concert hall. And I'll help you. I'll help because that... That's the thing that I'm pretty good at doing. And as uh, your conversation is kind of 
winding down as you've shared all of your concerns with each other, you arrive at the hospital and realize that evening has fallen while you've done all of your research and you've gotten kind of wrapped up in your own individual interests in this. Um, It is nighttime and you find yourselves at the hospital outside of the coroner's office. Hey, Evelyn, what I said before, I didn't want to see that I don't want to see Zach's body. I sort of changed my mind. I sort of feel like I need to see what he carved in his body. Yeah, me too. Come on. Let's uh, let's see if we can sweet talk a coroner into seeing a, a suicide victim's body. We'll go inside. Yeah, there's a, a woman in her kind of mid-40s with her hair up, but it's very disheveled um, and a... Uh, standard hospital uniform scrubs. Good, uh, good evening. Hello, what, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, my name is, uh, Evelyn Winston. Uh, this is my, uh, associate, Adrian Malone. We are with the, uh, Atlanta Journal Constitution. Um, we understand that, uh, a young uh, gentleman was brought here, uh, earlier today. And we were just wondering if there was uh, anything you could uh, tell us about uh, the situation. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've done this for the newspaper before. You guys usually don't share this stuff, though. But um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a suicide. All the injuries were self-inflicted. So both those on the torso and the neck. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about the injuries on the torso? Um, I mean, they seem to be made it's a weird way to say this but confidently I don't know they were fast decisive like I said made with his dominant hand they're pretty clean in your opinion as a medical professional were they superficial wounds were they uh, life threatening wounds is this this something that uh, uh, somebody who was not in a very, very dark place, which um, one would assume that this young gentleman probably was, would be able to do to themselves? I mean, I've seen people do all sorts of things to themselves, but I I don't know if I've ever seen anyone cut their own throat before, but the the chest wounds, I mean, they weren't weren't superficial, but they wouldn't have, they weren't life-threatening either, like he wasn't going to bleed out from them. They're pretty deep, but it was definitely the the neck wound that that killed him. And I mean, this I, I know this is going to sound like a stupid question, but uh, I, I take it the the wounds on the chest were inflicted before the wound uh, on the neck. Yeah. No, my I, I was just um, wanting to rule out the possibility that there was a second party in, involved. That, that maybe the uh, uh, these these chest wounds had been made posthumously by uh, somebody else who uh, um, had uh, fleed the scene. Oh no! I mean, like I said, just from the just pictures of the scene that I saw and every it looked it's pretty clear he did them himself have you ever seen anything like this before in your professional experience no not particularly but uh, I mean I've seen a lot of people with self uh, self-sustained injuries that hurt them uh, yeah I've, I mean I've seen a lot of people that cut themselves sure sure um, but this particular manner of suicide uh cutting one's own throat is that uh, is that something that I mean I think you said uh, a few moments ago that that's not something that is a particularly common way of uh, taking one's own life uh, no it's I mean it's absolutely not it's it's I think it's a lot of work to cut your own throat and yeah do you know what uh, the young gentleman used was it a 
uh, like a kitchen knife or something like that? Or? They brought it in, yeah, I think it was a big kitchen, like, yeah, like a kitchen knife. Would it be, uh, would it by, uh, be possible at all to see the, the, the weapon that was used and the, uh, the actual, this, these, these markings that uh, you say that were on the, the chest of the, the victim? Well, the, the cops took it off, took it, to, they did like evidence or something, they just wanted to concern, they, so I don't, they, it's not here anymore. Of course, of course, of course. But I take it that the uh, the body of the young boy is uh, is in your uh, mortuary just now. Oh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's uh, back there. Yeah. So, as you can understand, uh, we we want to make sure that our reporting is accurate and that we don't, you know, make any uh, any mistakes due to assumptions and uh, and that sort of thing. Um, would it be possible for us to just spend a couple of minutes uh, just? So we can see for ourselves exactly uh, what these wounds are, in order that when we're describing them in uh, um, in our article, we uh, we are uh, honest and truthful. Uh, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I've probably already said too much, but you seem like perfectly fine folks. But uh, that I mean, it'd be pretty risky. I I can't just go around showing people bodies or things that if um, I mean that's a pretty big favor to do someone. Of course, of course. Well. We are, as I say, professionals. This is not some hack job. We're not tabloids. We're not going to do some expose. We are going to treat this whole matter with dignity and respect. And and I can assure you that uh, your name will not appear in uh, any of the articles that uh, that we write about this uh, this particular situation. If you do not want it to. Oh, I mean, I don't think you could mention it at all that you uh, saw the body. Well, no, of course not. No, 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 no. Far be it from us. Uh, but we want to make sure that uh, when we are investigating what uh, what the, the reasons for uh, this, this boy's uh, terrible, tragic end might have been, that uh, we... we um, we are fully appraised of, uh, of all the uh, the minutiae and the details of, uh, of the situation. I'd like to make some sort of a roll to see if I can talk with you. Yep, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. It's probably going to take an extreme social skill roll to get her to show you the body. A hard might get you a little something, something though. Okay. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, my charm is my best skill. So I'm trying to be charming. And that is... I'm going to spend some luck to make that um, an extreme success. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, so I need to take that down to 11, and I rolled a 36. You do make a uh, compelling argument. Okay, but uh, we got to make it. Let, we got to make it quick. Sure, sure. And she kind of scans her badge and opens a door for you and, and holds it open, and you duck in, and she goes over to one of the freezer units and opens it up and pulls out the body tray and are you sure you want to do this because it's a lot if you're not used to it i understand that but uh you know we need to be honest and truthful and accurate it's it's important all right and she will unzip the body bag and open it up for you and you see Zach Middleton's deceased body throat slit from one side to the other. He oddly has a sort of grin still on his face and carved into his chest. You see 
a circle that is, seems to be made out of arched cuts on the torso connecting to each other into some sort of irregular circle. And uh, seeing this boy's dead, lifeless body here, I'll have you both roll a sanity check. It occurs to me, Spike, that a picture of this would have been just as good as seeing the actual dead body. But here we are. Here we are. Too late. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. She she wanted to see the actual body in its... I mean, you didn't have to come with her. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I must have wanted to because I've rolled an 83 over 40. Ooh, I'll be take three sand loss. Uh, I've rolled a 53 over 45. And Spike will take two. But I'd also like to make on uh, an occult roll. Absolutely. Ooh, yes, that's a success. You notice a similarity in the symbol related to cults in the Middle East and North Africa. Okay, um, any particular kind of cult? Any, um, you know, particularly, particularly bloodthirsty cults, particularly um, um, ancient and eldritch cults? Not particularly, but if you wanted to spend a number of hours maybe going to a library nearby, maybe flying up, flying up to Miskatonic University to check out their um, restricted section, you could certainly do that. Don't worry, a number of days will pass in that time. <laughs> and during that time, several more poor young souls will take their lives. Oh, dear, dear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think I kind of hold my breath and steal myself the shock of seeing this this young boy's lifeless body on the slab is maybe a little bit more than she was expecting and it hits a little bit closer to home than she was expecting she kind of just nods her head at um the the coroner to, to cover the body back up again thank you that's um thank you well we we, we won't um unless Aiden, do you have any questions you'd like to ask? Aiden covered his face and his backed up to lean against the wall farthest from the refrigerator cases. I just shake my head. I don't even say anything. I just shake my head. No. Oh, we won't take up any more of your time then. And um, I'm going to go outside and have a cigarette. That's exactly what Alex described. It doesn't make any sense. It does, it's just a circle. It doesn't mean anything, but they both carved it. It doesn't make any sense, Evelyn. It's more than just a circle, Adrian. There's something There's something a lot deeper here. I have no idea why or how these kids would even know about this. Know about what? What is, what is it? What do you know? Well, you know, it's like I said, my, uh, my family goes, you know, goes way back and... There's ancient beliefs, you know, there's pre-Christian beliefs, and um, this this is this is one of them, but it's not local. It's not I, I, it's not what I expected at all. but but it is in a kind of uh, twisted way. this 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 is uh, something real, real bad, real dark. and I don't know how these kids have got this from this band, but it's all connected. Uh, you know, it's not just a coincidence. I think maybe um, we got to find out more about this band. 
You say the music is kind of used to be pretty trashy, but but has got a lot better recently. You ever heard of Robert Johnson? No. No blues player. They say say he made a deal at a crossroads, a fame and fortune and success. Be the best blues player that ever played. You're talking about gold fiddles and selling your soul. Is that what you're saying here? All I know is there's a is, there's truth in this stuff. You know, there's there's most people uh, they they did they just kind of just laugh it off. You know, horror movies and you know uh, books and magazines and uh, these graphic novels and all that kind of shit. Uh, but uh, but there's a there, there's a older truths there that uh, they're getting lost. But th- this is this is not good. This is this is not good. I uh, I got a bad a real bad feeling about this. I I think this uh, I think this band uh, maybe not all of them maybe just someone in the band. But I think uh, I think they made some real poor choices, and these kids are, are paying the penalty for it. Jeez, I, I I I sound like a crazy person. You do, but we've seen what we've seen. Look, tonight they're so tonight they're in Char- in, uh, in Charlotte. And the 22nd, they're in Savannah. We could be in Savannah easily before them. Or I think if we, if we, if we left now and just put our foot down, we could get to the film or we could get to Charlotte in time. Well, we got a choice, haven't we? We got a choice. We either risk some poor kid taking their lives at three o'clock tomorrow morning after seeing this band tonight. And then, you know, we, we go on home and we get a good night's sleep. We get up tomorrow morning and uh, we we get to Savannah for the, the gig at the Saddlebags. Or we get in the car and we drive. Well, Evelyn, when you put it like that, I don't see a choice. I don't think we got a choice. Could you live with yourself, knowing that we could have stopped it if something does happen? Evie, I could hardly live with myself knowing I couldn't have stopped it the first time. Let's go. And you head down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and you arrive at the Fillmore just around the time that the band is taking the stage. It's pretty late at night. You left pretty late. And uh, by the time you got down there, the band is just starting to take the stage. It's packed. Uh, There's a lot of energy in the room. You get in to like the back of the crowd and it's it's it would be hard for you to push forward and while you're kind of waiting the music is playing in the background the audience is drinking and talking and all of the lights go out and everyone starts to shout in with excitement in unison a few seconds it goes deathly silent and the crowd can you can almost hear their hearts beating in their chest and then a flash of lights show the band members entering onto the stage and putting their guitar straps on and settling down behind the drums. And the audience erupts again, and then it's serious and focused again. The lights go out and the silence repeats itself as if it's been rehearsed through all of these shows that they've been playing on this tour. It's like it's a ritual that begins each of their concerts. And then a few seconds later, the lights flash on again and the band begins to play and the crowd erupts and are, are singing and, and, um, and, 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 and just enjoying the music all together. You can feel this excitement, this energy in the crowd. Can I, uh, as, as, as 
kind of as soon as I could see that the band are getting um, ready to start playing, look around for a fire alarm. Uh, yeah, roll me a spot hidden for a fire alarm plus something else. Uh, that is just a... F- That's a fail by four points, so I'm going to spend four points a lot. Make that a normal success. Yes, this place is up to code. There are a number of fire alarms along the walls. There also, you notice on the drum head of the band, is a vinyl sticker with the symbol that you saw carved into uh, the boy's Zach's chest. I'm going to smash a fire alarm and set the fire alarms off. And then I'm going to get over to Adrian as well, as soon as, as, soon as they start blaring. The, you kind of hit the fire alarm and it starts to go off and uh, people hold their hands over their ears um, because even though you're at a loud concert, that noise of a fire alarm is something that is particularly piercing and people groan and a couple of people throw their drinks and everyone's kind of pissed off and the band is kind of pissed off and the lights all come on and everyone starts, the crowd starts moving towards you to get out of the, out of the building. We gotta get to the stage. Adrian, we gotta get to the stage. Do you see that? Do you see the drum, drum kit? You get to the stage. I'm gonna go around the back. I'm gonna see where the band is, 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 is what their what their what their what their truck is, what their vehicle is, and try and figure out what they're driving. Okay, okay. Be careful. Be careful. We don't know what what uh, we don't know what to expect from these people. So everyone's filing out. Evelyn, you're sneaking up to the stage, and it's hard because you're pushing through a a wave of people that are coming towards you and you're probably getting a few elbows and shoves with the shoulder and looks at you like, what the fuck are you doing? We're all supposed to be going out. Like, come on, man. And then Adrian, you're kind of sneaking around out back to the van. So I'm going to follow the crush of the crowd out. Let it pop me out like a cork in a bottle. And then I'm just going to run right around the edge into the alley and figure out where the stage door is and then figure out where, yeah, where they've parked whatever, their van, their bus, their truck. Yeah, there's a small-time band tour van, this, like, no-windows panel van. Is it white or black? It's black, um, perfectly big enough to fit their drums and and all of them in it and all their equipment, but something that a small-time band would would travel around in, and, and that's around the the backside and the band kind of tumbles out this side stage door and start being like, what the the fuck? I'm going to get close enough to the van to grab the license plate at least. And if I can, I'm going to try and put the van between me and them and try and peek in the windows. What I'd really like to do is slice a tire and just give them make make them have to stay here a little bit so that maybe me and Evelyn can get a little bit better situated to follow them. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check if you want to do that on scene. Um and while you're doing that Evelyn, you have have made your way up to the stage to check out the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it looks like a hand-drawn sticker of some sort that's been slapped on the front of this drum kit. Is there anything, uh, anything else? Have they taken like their guitars and stuff away with them? 
Can I just, I just, I just want to have a, a kind of a, a bit of a look about to see if there's anything else around here. Yeah, there's um, um, like a hallway off to the side, like a side stage and maybe backstage. And then mm. there's the drum set. They've probably just unplugged and took their guitars, but the amps and mics and everything are up here. Are there any kind of bouncers or roadies or anything like that hovering about here? Or have I got the place sort of to myself? Everyone has, has kind of made their way out with the fire alarm. Okay, I am going to just, if I can, just tear this sticker off the off the drum. Yeah, I'd say you, that would be not too hard for you to do. It, it maybe rips in spots, so you get like you get like a few halves of it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, I'm going to sneak backstage to see if I can find the dressing rooms. Uh, you go backstage. There are t- restrooms to either side, and then there are some like backstage green room areas which as your checking doors are empty except for one has a bun has like couches and it looks like some like backpacks and stuff like that in it nate how did you get along with that stealth roll i would like to spend 17 points of luck okay i have a 50 stealth but i also have a size of 70 so i think the size probably uh, got in the way but if i can spend 17 points I will make my stealth roll. You can't take it with you, so absolutely. So you sneak over, kind of, the band is complaining about this, like they were just getting started. The energy from the crowd, they were, they were, they were so amped. What the, what, like, this sucks. Ah, I hope we can get back in there. Oh, we get, we're going to use the energy from this to amp the music back up. People are going to be so restless when they get back in there. It's going to be great. And they don't even hear the, the pop and the air slipping out of the tire and i'll just keep listening trying to see if they say anything obviously suspicious i'm still questioning whether they know what they're doing is this intentional is this a plan is this an accident so i'm going to try and listen to see if they say anything else i mean the energy and everything like that is already maybe having the hair in the back of my neck go up a little bit but i'll just stay put (laughs) A lot of um, complaining and like, uh, Cl- Claudia, Claudia, did you, was someone, I mean, was there like an agent in the in the crowd tonight? This would be a, oh God, I hope this doesn't mess, mess things up for us. I mean, after this tour, uh, this is, I mean, this is it for us. Oh, this is the worst thing that could have happened tonight. And um, a, kind of a deeper, stronger voice. A, uh, the obvious voice of a singer um, is just trying to calm everyone. Like, it's it's going to be fine. We're going to use this to our advantage. This crowd is going to be fucking amped when they get in there. They're not going to know what hit them. The energy from this, this is going to be the best show we've ever had. And they just kind of feed into this, this uh, relationship that they all have with each other. And they don't say anything about anyone killing themselves. So at no point do they say, Beelzebub will be quite mm-hmm. pleased with the sacrifice arising from this show tonight. They never say that. Uh, Evelyn, you make your way into the dressing room. Yeah, um, I'm going to check to see if there's anybody about quickly, and then I'm going to rifle through their belongings to find incriminating evidence. You check, no one is about, but you do hear some voices, and then the fire alarm stop and so you think you maybe have a little bit of time but not a ton of time in the dressing room so go ahead and roll me a spot hidden oh that is a 90 did you want to push the roll i think it would 
be rude not to, really, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to basically start emptying things out. Um, uh, you know, you said there were some bags and stuff like that. I'm just going to be pulling out drawers, pulling stuff out of drawers, emptying out bags, um, just to be as quick as I possibly can. Maybe, maybe making a little bit of noise and maybe making a little bit of a mess. And I got for my spot hidden of 45. I rolled a 44. Oh, fantastic. Um, so you are you are not caught. The security guard whose hand touches the handle of the door gets called away right as he's about to open it. You hear it start to turn and then drop back into place. And as you have dumped out all their backpacks and suitcases, there's guitar picks, there's flyers, there's clothes all over. You find a book that has been kind of wrapped shut with some um, string, like it's it's tattered and so it's being carefully held together and the cover of the book reads true magic with a K. It's that kind of magic. Of course it does. It seems to be a pretty old book. Okay, if that seems to be the only thing of, uh, of any relevance that I can find, I will make myself scarce. And I think when I go back out, if I'm going back out through the um, the stage uh, area, if that's my way out, um, if I can see any kind of cables to amps and stuff like that that I can sabotage, then I'm going to try and do that. I'm, I kind of guess the mixing desk is probably going to be up the back somewhere, not not around this area, but I'd like to make it as difficult as I possibly can for them to actually perform a concert tonight. Um, but I'll have to do it quick because obviously people are going to start coming in in a minute. Yeah, and it's not too difficult to... It's it's a lot harder to do something than it is to undo something. So I will say that you can reasonably fuck some things up, unplug things, plug things into the wrong spot, uh, just to really fuck up their night. Absolutely, yeah. I'll, you know, just kind of re reconfigure some, um, uh, some, some of the cabling so there's feedback loops and stuff like that. And then I'll make myself scarce, see if I can find Adrian. Yeah, you can pop outside as the 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 crowd is coming back inside. Adrian, Adrian. Oh, here, I'll peek over the edge of the hood and wave him over. Wave her over. The band goes to head back inside. Once they're cleared, a security guard comes out and clears them to come back in. I found something. Look, look. And I'll show him, show him the book. See what I tell you? Some Robert Johnson shit going on there. I flip through it. Is it handwritten? Is it printed? Like, what's the? It's it's hand bound. Um, it you would guess. Se- it's pretty old, 17th century. It's it's A5 size. So it's not super big, but a lot of it isn't. It looks like a transcription of pages with stuff missing, and stuff has been symbols have been written and annotated all over the place in this book. So it's it is a copy of another book, but then someone has gone back in and drawn all over in this book various different symbols in their own notes. Okay, so this is how they got better. Like we all heard in the, in the YouTube recordings how they were shit and then they got better. This is how. So they're doing it on purpose. We don't know if it's one of them or all of them, but they're doing it on purpose. Well, we know they're doing it. We don't know whether they understand what they're doing, though. Sometimes people mess with this stuff and they don't they just don't know what they're doing. And there's consequences they're not even aware of. Did you uh, 
did you get a chance to uh, scope them out, uh, s- uh, seeing the, what's in the back of the van? I, I haven't gone in the van. I listened to them a little bit. You know what? They could have been the most evil cultists having a conversation. They could have been those annoying new energy hippie types having a conversation. Yeah. Half of one, six of the other. So nothing conclusive. I did uh, slash this tire here. I just figured, hey, we'll keep them in the parking lot a little bit. I feel a little bad about that, but not too bad. Uh, let's go through their car. I'm going to try the doors. Yeah, we'll say that the doors are unlocked. They're uh, kind of trusting for uh, evil cultists, don't they? It's like they've never had all of their band equipment stolen out of their van before. I mean, what kind of a band hasn't at some stage in their career had all of their equipment stolen out of their van? None of their equipment is in their van, so I guess they don't have much of a reason to uh, lock it. You search around in the van. It looks like a group of 20-something-year-olds have been living mostly in this van for a, a couple weeks now. It's kind of smelly. Um, there's some empty beer cans and um, just various garbage around food wrappers and such. Also, a couple of notebooks that you might flip through and find various song lyrics written in. Nothing creepy. I just kind of bears out what I was thinking that uh, I I don't know. I'm wondering, do, uh, have we got to confront these kids? got to stop them. I don't know if we need to confront them. I mean, how do you stop kids from making music, you know? We, you, know you tell them, you, you, if, if we were to, I don't know, trash their gear, trash the van, they, you know, that's just going to be a, a bump on the road. So you know more about this stuff. You think it's a specific song that they're playing? That they accidentally infused with whatever? And they just don't even know it? Could be, could be. They had the symbol on uh, on the drum kit, but they ain't playing anything tonight. That's for sure. I don't know. Uh, it could be the lyrics. And let's have a look at these uh, these songs. What does it say? Let's have a look look through the lyrics of some of the songs. They look like you're pretty mainstream rock like these they're not subverting any draw any genre they are play into the crowd 100 percent but as you're reading through them little bits and pieces stand out to you as whoever wrote these gets seems to get inspiration from different occult sources that he uses to kind of infuse into these lyrics like the edgy indie rock singer that he is. Oh, man. These idiots. Look at this. Look at this. What they're, what they're written here, you know? If you take, uh, take this line here, you know, give me your soul. And take this line here, and uh, I, uh, I'll give you my life. And ah, uh, jeez, yeah. And look, look, look here in this. And I, I kind of flick through this uh, book on true magic. He's he's picking up phrases out of this book here, and he's sticking them into the lyrics of the songs. And it's not just this as well. It's, uh, there's other stuff here. I don't think these kids know what they're doing. Okay, look, look, look. They said something else. They said that there might be an agent in the crowd, which I figure is a music or record label, or it might be something weirder. But one of them, it sounded like their lead singer, also said that after this, this is it for them. 
as if this is their last chance. This is the last moment that they could do whatever, which I, again, assumed last time they're going to be able to get picked up by a label. But everything could mean something else. So what 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 exactly they said this is like the, 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 they're just going to break the band up after this uh, after the night or after the tour or something or one of them said that this that tonight this this night was the most important night for them and after this this is it for them you think they mean that this is like their rocket to success you know they get this uh, this, this agent or whatever to see them and they get signed to a record label and then they put out their record every kid in the country hears their music on their uh, mp3 player all right so how do we stop them how do we stop them i don't know we got we got to talk to them i mean we got to find out if they uh, they know what they've done and they know what the consequences are you know they gotta know that there's kids dying at their concerts surely I mean, I could see that they don't. I could see that they wouldn't. They do a show, they leave. They got to pack up, leave to get to the next one. They're gone. None of these, except except New Orleans, except home. If they're living in this van and they're just driving from gig to gig, and yeah, maybe they're out of touch, just not listening to the radio or watching the TV or anything. So you don't think pulling off that symbol off the drum? Taking away their book, that's not enough. I don't know. I mean, maybe. But I, I, if it's in the lyrics of the song, if it's in the tune of the song, maybe the, the, the symbol is just extra. I mean, the, they, they said the kid, Zach, he, what, what was it? Uh, he was kind of transfixed and staring at the stage. Maybe he was staring at the symbol. Maybe it was the combination of all the things because he caught that symbol onto himself right before he cut his own throat okay look did you get any more names you've done some research on some other kids that had um yeah i'll just list through any names that, that i've found on uh, my research back in the other towns so if we want to talk to him we got to present the situation to him so here's here's these names dates their concerts line it up Boom, 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 boom. We could sit down, we could talk to them, see what they say about that. And two, one or two things is going to happen. Either they're going to freak out because they don't know what's happening. You know, maybe maybe one of them, I don't know how the hell they got hold of this book, I don't know, but maybe one of them got hold of it and uh, talked the others into, you know, go reading something out of it. Uh, or maybe, you know, maybe they're doing it deliberately. Maybe they know, maybe they know that this is how they get success and they are, they don't care. And if they don't care about that, then we're not going to stop them by asking them nice. What do you think? I have no confidence that talking to them is going to take care of this. Okay, let's look at our choices here. We go to the cops. They're not going to believe any of this. They're just going to laugh at us. We, I don't know, we're threaten them we smash their gear up they just go buy new gear we stop this gig and i just want to make sure that there's there is no music coming out of the um auditorium there's not you uh over here kind of an announcement 
that the Bayou Surfers have a, a, a space in their schedule. They're going to reschedule the show for tomorrow night. Everyone's welcome to come back. Everyone's tickets will be good for the next night. And they'll have a have a show tomorrow night. So they're just rescheduling them to the next day. All right. So, Evelyn, I think we have to talk to them. We present this list of folks. We get their read. If they are unwilling to stop, then we have to escalate. Maybe we could talk to this agent guy or woman or whoever it is. What I don't like about that is the agent might see this as a positive. Yeah, a marketing opportunity. They're not going to, the agent's not going to believe this occult side. What they're going to believe is, wow, this is a band that is so good. Their fans are entranced. Sign them up. No such thing as bad publicity. We just have to make them so shit that the, the they don't want to take them on. You mean how they were before they did whatever mm. they did to get mm. their... Is there... Maybe we need to look at this book and figure out how to reverse it. That's a thought. Maybe. Maybe. It's going to take some time, though. Well, we bought ourselves uh, 24 hours anyway. Listen, let's... um. Unless there's something else you think we can do here, if you want to talk to them, uh, let's get ourselves a, a motel or something and uh, take a look at this. See if there's anything we we think we can do. I mean, I I I I, I don't want to get messed up with this. Really, I'd rather, to be honest, I'd I, I'd rather like um, hire somebody to break their fingers. Mm-hmm. I think that's the escalation. Let's go see if there's a. A way to reverse this. If we can, I think we still talk to them. We present the evidence. We see how they respond and react. Likely, we have to go through with trying to reverse it. If we can't do that, I think we have to destroy the band in some way, shape, or form that's a little bit more physical. Otherwise, they keep killing kids. Best case scenario is they don't know what's what the results of what they're doing are. And when we confront them with it, it scares the shit out of them and they just stop you know if there's particular song songs they just tear them up throw them away never sing them again that's the best case scenario to the account lodge yes you take the true magic book the lyric notebooks that you stole and head to the Econo lodge to dedicate six hours to an exhaustive research and possibly succeed on a language english role due to the cryptic language used in the True Magic book. There's a good sign when there's a mechanical role in a scenario out of a out of a idea that you've you've put together. <laughs> so if you would like to spend six hours studying true magic, you can roll your language English role. Right. I'll give it a shot. I rolled 71. The dice are really telling a story this time. Does that mean that for five hours and forty minutes there's just nothing? <laughs> nothing? <laughs> Oh, I know it. I'm holding it the wrong way up. <laughs> As you're reading this, please roll me a sand check, Evelyn. As it becomes clear to you what is happening. Oh, that's a success. That's okay. pretty. So you'll just take one, one sand loss. After studying it, you have determined that the lead singer of this band, or whoever's written these lyrics, he's a singer-songwriter, um, has started a summoning process. And it will end with the materialization of some being that this book refers to as Nisasha. And every time they 
perform this ritual, which is incorporated in one of their their songs, he is accumulating magical power. And when he has accumulated enough power, the spell will be complete. And the process is already underway because each of these people, like part of this process, part of this summoning spell is a compelled sacrifice spell within it. And so as he sings this lyric, these lyrics, he makes contact with one audience member who is later compelled to commit suicide. And from that, he drains their magic points, is, which is a thing that everyone has in the world. So uh, is this this particular song is the, the, the problematic thing then? Um, and do I get the, the sense that it needs to be sung by the same person a number of times, or could it be sung by anyone to um, complete this ritual? Is there a is there sort of sort of a, a, a time limit on how often it needs to be sung before it, you know? You think that it has to do with him specifically acquiring enough of this magical power from these sacrifices to complete this summoning. And the lyrics are all mixed up in this song. It's clumsy at best, but he has somehow just barely managed to get it in there. You don't think it's purposeful. It is. It, it, it just happened that he was inspired by this. He stole from this book, put it into a song. He's just a dumbass. He didn't know what he was doing. He's, he's stolen from all these occult books and stuff that he's found online for years and finally it's it's bit it's bit him in the ass but it's him it needs to be him singing it and i take it he doesn't necessarily need any of the musicians behind him as long as he's just singing this song probably yeah it's the lyrics it's the there's a chanting with it and yeah it's the lyrics and the fact that it's the same person singing it repeatedly so I'll kind of pass this all this on to Adrian, prefaced with, you You ain't going to believe this, but <laughs> this... Which one is this? Is this Jason? Yes, he is the, the lead singer. So Evelyn, if we take care of this Jason, then this all goes away. All he has to do is never sing that song again. We could make that happen. Yeah, I mean, what do we know about this band? Is there anyone that, that in the band? Has he got a? Is this Claudia? Is this his girlfriend? You know, if we could convince. Her. In the six hours, could I have been researching the band? Absolutely. And, and the internet, calling up people in New Orleans, trying to figure out the history of all of them. That was what I was doing the last six hours. Claudia is the guitar player, um, and she seems to be kind of there, acting as their road manager. She's the one that interacts with fans the most on Facebook and any of these other sites. She's always the one that's interacting with people. She's the guitar player. Bill is the drummer and Ryan is the the, the bassist in band tech. I don't know. What what do you think? We go with the, do you realize what the fuck you're doing? Um, as our first uh, tactic and then, I don't know, punch him in the throat as our second. How could he not know? Could he really not know? Because he's stupid. He's just, <sighs> he thinks, you know, uh, yeah. he's like, 
you play a Black Sabbath record backwards and it's a summoning ritual. You know, he's that level of stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. All he knows is that they're going to be famous. In my in-depth research of the band, did I get the sense that Jason was stupid? When I called his elementary school and his high school and, you know, all of that, I had six hours. It was a long, it was a long time. I don't know if I would say stupid as much as incredibly arrogant, which sometimes those two things go hand in hand, if you know what I mean. I'm looking at Facebook and all of his other socials, his uh, MySpace and his GeoCities pages. Is, is there any sense that he's into a cult? And... Absolutely. All all over the fucking place. Absolutely. And, and he talks about it often, how he, you know, he uses an inspiration for his, his lyrics. And lately, like over the past few weeks his posts have gotten at times almost kind of vague and incoherent like what the fuck is this dude trying to say like just so off the wall strange that uh very cloaked and uh but you can tell that he's obviously very arrogant and this is something that he's been doing for a long time is dabbling with stealing stuff from the occult to bolster his lyrics Evelyn, maybe he doesn't realize how successful he was, but in no way do I think this guy has no idea. So when we talk to him, we have to be ready for it. We have to be ready for him to be okay with it and to fight against stopping it. Okay. So what are we talking about here? Come on, let's, 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 let's put the cards on the table. What are we talking about here? If he won't listen to reason, you know. Then I punch him in the throat. And then, and then you know, you you get arrested. Um, no, I and... run. I'm pretty fast. Okay. Well, you know, no one knows me in this city. There's no reason for me to be here. Uh, okay. 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 Well, let's say we get lucky then, and you know, um, and nobody asks questions and finds out that we've been asking about the band and uh, that sort of thing. Um, his throat heals up in a month. Two months? What's to stop him from just starting all over again? How do we stop him? You're saying we have to go farther. I'm saying we have to find a way to make sure he never sings that song again. Well, I don't know what's going on in your head, but I can only think of one way to do that. Well, I mean, uh, there's a couple of ways. Make some calls. Some people that I know know some people who might be able to lean on him and, uh, you know... Was they say make him an offer he doesn't refuse? But yeah, maybe we talk to him first. Let's go talk to him. Uh, so you go to talk to the band. We're gonna try. We're gonna set up wherever they're they're playing their catch up at the same place. I guess we're gonna set up in that parking lot. Wait for them to show up. So we're gonna get there a little early and wait for them to show up. I'm kind of guessing that yeah, they're 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 gonna be in their van with the flat tire, which presumably they'll spend the morning fixing. They went and stayed at another nearby hotel, but they come back in the morning to check on things. They kind of, they're walking back, so they walk and kind of turn the corner and see the both of you there. And uh, Jason will kind of step forward, I guess, as the the lead, leader of the group. Uh, what, uh, hey, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing next to our van, man? You, uh, Jason, Jason? It's, uh, it's Shizan. 
All right, you Shison, Chason, whatever. And what are you, the asshole that uh, popped our tire last night, or? Oh, I'm I'm um, I'm the asshole that's got your book. And his eyes get kind of wide, and then they narrow down at you. Uh, so you're saying you're a, a fucking thief? Then what do you? What's what's your deal? What do you want? I want you to stop killing kids. What the fuck are you talking? What the fuck are you on, man? Are you on some sort of drugs or something? None of us here have killed anybody. And he looks to the other band members and they're all like confused about what's happening. Sure you have. You've killed uh, Desiree Rossman. You've killed uh, Cleveland Gates, Katie Andrews, Adrian Bairden, uh, Zena Daniels. And uh, just uh, last night you killed Zach Middleton. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about or what you're on, dude, but if you could step away from our band and kindly fuck off, that'd be great. I'm not in the best mood today. Our show last night was ruined, and I just want to put on a good show tonight. I'm going to start quoting his song, the one that does the ritual. Oh, so you're a fan or something? You write that? Uh, yeah, I wrote that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um... You seriously expect me to believe you don't know what it does? What are you talking about what it does? Plural psychology. Yeah, go for it. Fail. 52 over 40. But what's the vibe of the other three band members as Evelyn's confronting? Annoyed and confused. And Claudio kind of stepped forward like, guys, I can, whatever you need, like if you want tickets to the show or something... Like, I'm happy to handle that for you. Um, you ever heard of Robert Johnson? Who? What? No. You call yourselves musicians, Jesus Christ. That book you had. Where'd you get it? I, I just, I got it in like a used bookshop. And uh, you know what it is, don't you? I mean, you've been gone, you've gone on record uh, numerous places uh, saying the uh, the kind of stuff you're into. Well, I mean, yeah, people like it when you're into that stuff. And I mean, it makes good music. Have you heard? Mm -hmm. Have you seen our shows lately? I mean, last night was going to be killer, but I just it's been it's been I've I've I'm so inspired by it. And it's that's it, man. I just I uh, yeah, I tell people I find this stuff in books all the time. But who doesn't, man, when you're writing this dark stuff? So I want to stand up to my full size 70, strength 75, and say, May, May 15th, you played the Whiskey Dicks. Yeah. Desiree Rossman carved a circle in her torso and killed herself. May 22nd, you played the Blue Nile. That morning, Cleveland Gates carved a circle in his torso, killed himself. May 29th, you played F. Jones Corner in Jackson, Mississippi. Katie Andrews killed herself after carving your circle in her torso. June 17th, High Tone, Memphis, Tennessee. Adrian Bearden killed himself after carving your circle in her torso. Zena Daniels, Zach Middleton, they all did the same thing. The morning after your show, every single one of them carved your circle in their body and then killed themselves with a knife, slashed their own throats. Um, but that, uh, I mean, that can't, 
Uh, when did you when did you add that circle to your drum kit? Um, for the tour at the um, I mean Whiskey I did because I found chance. I mean yeah, but I found it in the book and I mean it's just yeah, a cool sure little. No, it's not. It's just a cool um, and I just I see it everywhere all the time now, and I just I thought it looked um great, th- but I can't. When did you start singing that song? Which is it's new. It's new on our album, and I didn't. I didn't. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, maybe you sang it on the fifteenth, May no. the fifteenth. Hmm? No, it's not. This isn't. Uh, this isn't happening. And Claudia and Bill kind of, kind of rush over and kind of shake Jason's shoulders a little bit, and he collapses onto the ground and begins sighing into his hands, and then his sobbing like the jerking of his body sobbing it turns into convulsing um it almost looks like he's having a seizure and then suddenly it stops he stares at you his eyes roll into the back of his head and from his mouth and his nose come plumes of smoke that coalesce into four flaming imp-like balls around the the entire group of you. So we got four kind of balls of flame hovering around the, the group of us, yeah? Mm-hmm. What, what, what are the other band members doing? Are they just kind of freaking out? Oh, they, yeah, they're, they're losing their fucking mind. Um, do you want us to make sanity rolls before we start? Yeah, um, go ahead and roll sanity for these. I mean, that negate any, any, any combat that might be happening. Uh, oh, fuck, I rolled a zero too. 65 over 37. Spike, you can take two for your pass, and then... Oh, come on. Nate takes one. Seriously? Oh, wow. Yeah. I rolled bad. So I'm I'm uh, maybe a, a little bit more freaked out. I think I sort of stumble back, and I'm, I'm looking all around myself at these things that are floating around. Fuck you fucking idiots. This is what happens if you mess with things you don't understand. Uh, sorry, Spike, for your pass, it's zero loss. It's zero or 1d6, so you lose zero. Um, you can tell that Bill, Claudia, and Ryan are about to get the fuck out of here because they are freaking the the actual fuck out. Are they just leaving the friend lying on the ground? Oh, no, he's, did he stand up again? No, they're still on the ground. You just don't want to run camp- combat with 10 people. I mean, I will, though. I'm rolling sand checks for them. Did they walk up with their instruments in hand? No. They just came back to check on the van. Um, okay. I rolled sand to see which of them would be fleeing and how that will be going, but we'll get that first because it is these flaming spheres of oh, um, evil. Yeah, they have a dex of 80, so, so they will go first. So one of them will reach out to touch either of you, both of you. So both of two, there's four of them. The one will attack each one of you. We'll do uh, Evelyn first. So go ahead and you can dodge or fight back. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and dodge. And I failed to dodge. So it is going to do some heat stroke damage to you. So you have to roll a con check. That's success, that's a hot success. So you only take one heat stroke damage and you lose four magic points. Oh, okay. And then one will reach out and touch Nate. Do you want to dodge or fight back? I am also going to dodge. See, I rolled 43 under 60. 
Wow. I know. Yeah, I failed. So you are successfully able to dodge out of the way of this thing. I've got good throw, too, if we can find some dynamite to throw. (laughs) Never had a good throw character. One of them misses Claudia, but the other one hits Bill pretty good. And Bill fails his con check, so he will take eight points of heat stroke. Well, they're going to need a new drummer. (laughs) I mean, this is solving the problem, really. (laughs) And he'll also lose two magic points on his turn as well. And as he begins to overheat, his body is immediately dripping with sweat and turning like bright red. And he's having trouble breathing. And things in this alleyway begin to catch fire. The little um, like trash cans nearby kind of erupt into flame. And then it'll be Evelyn's turn. Okay, so Evelyn, um, knowing that this venue has uh, taken all the relevant fire safety precautions, knows that there will be a fire extinguisher in the uh, in the building, and uh, is going to um, try and try and find one. Maybe she's even seen one during her sneaking about in the previous night. She's going to go and go and burst into the building she can get a fire extinguisher to try and put these things out and also shout to anyone in the building to call the fire brigade the back door is it locked or unlocked i guess roll me a luck check because i feel like getting in the building is going to be kind of hard or if it's unlocked not locked you can roll strength to try to pry it open i've got um 21 luck just now uh, that is the uh, it is definitely closed um, so yeah, so I'll try and wrench it open with my forty strength as this thing presumably follows me, tries to kill me. Oh, that's a fumble. So yeah, I'm kind of grab the edge of this 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 door. Presumably, it's a kind of a fairly heavy, maybe mm-hmm. metal metal door with one of the um, bars for sort of fire escape. And I'm just kind of trying desperately to to wrench it open. And um, yeah, I don't know what you want to do do to me for my fumble. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that the door is what's going to happen is you try to wrench it. And this thing is old. This is an old venue. And you, the door handle breaks. Oh, just breaks off in my hand. Yep. Shit. Adrian. (sighs) Poor Adrian. No Cthulhu mythos. No occult. And all of a sudden, beset by four balls of fire. Uh, Adrian is going to beat it like Jerry Lewis. So Adrian is going to run back to the Honda Civic and try and pick up Evelyn and drive the fuck away. Are you, are you going to do a handbrake turn while kicking the passenger door open so that I can leap in? I'm doing it. Yeah, but doing a J turn just like in, in, in the procedurals and screech up. Evelyn, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Shit, shit, shit. Evelyn is kind of torn because she knows these things aren't going away, um, but she doesn't want them to set fire to her. Um, So she is, yeah, she's going to try and leap into the car. Well, that's okay, because we're going to see what Bill, Claudia, Ryan, and Jason are doing first. Um, (laughs) You're welcome to do that on your turn next, Evelyn. Bill has collapsed from heat exhaustion as he has, but of a very little bit of hit points left. Claudia is going to try to drag Bill away. And Claudia kind of summons all of her strength and grabs Bill and begins to drag him away. Ryan is also booking it. Um, Ryan is taken off 
to try to get the hell away from these things. And Jason is still kind of collapsed on the floor, I think, or on the ground and is is shocked and in kind of this stunned state at what is happening. And he's slowly backing up and pinning himself into a corner here. Um, and then we'll, it'll be our, our little flaming balls turns. Evelyn, do you want to dodge or fight back? Oh, um, I think I'll be dodging. Okay. I've got nothing really to fight back with. So go ahead and roll yeah, for yeah. me. Oh, just, yes. That's okay. Successful dodge. Um, so, yep. So you're able to dodge one of them. And I'm going to say, since there are much fewer targets now, two of them are trying to try to hit you. Okay. So the second one will get a bonus die to attack me. Well, it's going to need it. And that's a failure. On a okay. Um, so it does some heat stroke damage to you as your clothes get a little bit singed. Um, it'll do seven points of damage. Uh, that's a major uh, wound oh, you for get me. A, you get a con roll, though, to see if you can half it. Uh, okay, well, that's cool, because that would be a major wound for me, which uh, would um, potentially knock me out. Uh, yeah, that's a successful con roll. Okay, so then it'll be half damage on that. So what was it you said it did? It to was me? seven. It was seven, so it'd be four. And then <laughs> nine magic points. Damage. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so that's going to be another four hit points of damage because that takes me down to zero magic points. Okay, so I'm in a really bad way. I'm probably on fire and staggering and stumbling and shaking my head really woozy. They rolled pretty well against Bill and Claudia, too. One of them kind of starts to take off after Ryan, but one of them attacks Claudia, and you can see her shirt kind of engulf into flames as she's still holding on to Bill and trying to drag him out. Uh, and she takes six hit points of damage, so she's she's pretty hurt, too. Um, and now we're back to uh, Evelyn's turn. I am going to try and stumble into um, into the car. Is the car is the car here yet? Yeah, I'll say Nate can have used his whole turn to go grab the car. Okay, I'm going to stumble into the car um, on fire and uh, my face ashen white as well. Um, my uh, go 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 get get the fuck out of here. Oh. I'm trying to put myself out. I can't get into the car. Evelyn's singed body stumbles into, crawls into the car. Adrian, what are you doing on your turn? I take my my jacket off or my shirt off, and I sort of drape it over Evelyn, off over any of the parts they're smoking or maybe still on fire, and pat. And then I stamp on the accelerator, pulling out my phone, calling nine one one as I am getting the hell out of this area as fast as possible. The Fillmore, the Fillmore's on fire. Send, send all of your fire trucks. It, it, it exploded. It's on, it's on fire. And then I'm going to hang up and I'm driving away. And I actually think that might be where we end our scenario for today with Evelyn and Adrian rushing to the hospital, having seen these flame creatures emerge out of Jason in the alleyway and not quite knowing what they're going to do next. So thank you all for joining us for this installment of Your Scenario, Your Actual Play. Um, I've 
I had a fun time playing through Haze. Um, it was a good pick. It's a it's a well written scenario with great handouts, and uh, I encourage you to if you like it, check it out on Drive Through RPG. Yeah, 